0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. 1935, the Lions win the NFL championship. The Detroit Tigers take the World Series. The Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit, City of Champions. All right, Detroit, City of Champions, the podcast. I'm Jamie Flanagan.
1: Charles Avison.
0: That cat over there wrote a trilogy of books about the 1935 year in Detroit. Major,
1: major championships. Just everybody, everybody winning everything. It's got it all. It was thirty-three nuts. championships in one season.
0: So we've been talking about the Tigers. We were talking about the the Lions. in last week, really talk about Potsy and how uh, he really just made the Lions what they were.
1: Yeah, this was a uh, uh, Potsy is the probably the forgotten um, the one of the greatest one of the great most important luminaries in the history of Detroit sports, and he is virtually unknown to this day but we we were talking about uh
0: the big 3, right? So the the Tigers, the Lions, and then the other major sports team in the city at the time, of course, the Red Wings. Sure, the Detroit Red Wings. And we have a very special guest with us today. I was wondering where you're going to announce him. Uh, poor guys wondering when he's going yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean to uh, get on the show. Like, hey, man. hey, fellas. Right. Here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a, a very special guest with us today. It, eight eight seasons or so with the Wings, yep. another handful of seasons with a, uh, a couple other teams uh, throughout the league. Uh, Stanley Cup under his belt, just just for fun, uh, hanging out with us today to enjoy this story as we move, talk about the Lions, the Red Wings, and the fans. Drew Miller, welcome to uh, Detroit City of Champions.
2: Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. It uh, seems like an amazing story, and I, I know firsthand that Detroit fans are awesome, so... It might have been forgotten, but I'm sure they had a blast back in 1935 in those years. Oh, they did. Oh, they yeah. absolutely did. <laughs>
0: well, and that's kind of the point is because I, I know nothing about, nothing about, nothing about sports.
1: You're learning though, Jamie. <laughs> you're picking a few things up here and there, man. I,
0: I, I, yeah. So it's like, but I love, I love history and, and, and I, I love stories and, and it just, and Charles is just, I, I met him at a street fair. Uh, he was like selling his book and he, he's, he's like, he's like, pitching his story and i'm like this is amazing and then and i was thinking i'm like man he'd be a good radio talk host because this was god 10 years ago you know podcasts weren't really huge yet and then we started doing the podcast and i'm like i know a cat i want to tell that story i want to learn i want to learn about this uh and sure enough man, we've been sitting down he's been telling me the stories and it's it's just been amazing where did we leave off last week charles
1: so, um, I'll catch Drew, Drew up to speed a little bit, you know, then the story to get, you know, to get the thing rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I say the 33 championships in one year, but, um, but the, you know, the sort of the, the genesis of the story, um, we haven't actually even got into the Joe Lewis section yet, but, uh, it, it begins in 1934 with, uh, with the rise of Joe Lewis, but, and then it, it most especially begins in 1934 with the Detroit Tigers. The Detroit Tigers prior to 1934, um where where nobody's i mean you're the, the, the detroits in the middle of the great depression and uh the city the, the the tigers had the worst attendance in 1933 that they'd had since 1907 so the so the team is like in rough shape like yeah. i mean the, the the city's in rough shape um, the team. Nobody wants to go watch the Tigers because they're, uh, you know, they Nobody wants to be reminded on a day to day basis of their the sad sack situation <laughs> of the city itself. And so, and so, uh, the the owner of the Tigers his name his name is Frank Navin. He goes out and everybody was counseling him saying, Frank, you need to sell the team because this is a guy that is he's got heart conditions. He's owned the team for thirty five years. He's built this team. And, um, it's the, the, you know, it's, it's killing him. I mean, it's, it's, the stress is killing him. He got cleaned out by the, the stock market crash and everything is just, um, you know, bad. And so every, all of his friends are telling him, Frank, you got to get out of this, sell it to somebody, move on, take the money, retire, be done with it. And rather than retire, rather than sell the team, Frank Navin comes out and, um, and he puts everything he's got in the biggest gamble of his life. He goes out and signs Mickey Cochran. A Hall of Fame catcher, even at that moment in his career, goes out and signs Mickey Cochran, brings him to the Tiger. He plays, uh, he's a catcher and a uh, player manager. So he's a player manager, he's a catcher manager. Mm-hmm. And so Mickey comes in and they ask Mickey in spring training, Hey, Mickey, how do you think your team's going to do? Keep in mind, this is a team that finished in fifth place five consecutive years. They're a hor- horrible team and they, they're either too young or too old. Mickey comes in, they say, Hey, Mickey, how are you going to do this year? Uh, you know, your standard, you know, sport, which I'm sure you've had, like, how, how do you, how'd you do in this game? Yeah. Like, well, we tried our best, you know, we did the best we could, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. formulaic. Yeah. The, the, the reporters are waiting for a formulaic answer going, yeah. well, we're going to try really hard this year. And Mickey's like, no, we're going to the World Series. And, wow. mi- and yeah, and so they're yeah. like, they're He's like, pointing Mickey. To the fence. He's yeah. Like, he, Mickey's going? like, no, yeah, we're, yeah. and this is reported by three different reporters saying that Mickey recalled this. And so Mickey says this. And in 1934, they go to the World Series, okay. And along the way in 1934, the the city goes insane for the Tigers, as they do. You know, I mean, the, the the city goes insane for the Tigers. There's this whole new renaissance in Detroit enthusiasm, and um, and then they get all the way to the seventh game of the World Series, and they lose. Mm. Oh. And they lose in just <laughs> yeah. absolutely heartbreaking
2: fashion. They couldn't win because then they wouldn't have the story. Eight <laughs> <exactly. laughs> right. thirty-five. Exactly. You're right. primer. It's the primer, it's the primer. It. Yeah. for the 1935 for sure.
1: season. Yep. And so, um, and then like you know, so and then also in 1934, and this is kind of leading up into where we left off last week. Uh, also in 1934, or actually I'll back up a little bit. 1933. Um, there was this tremendously, you know, the NFL is somewhat in its infancy. It was founded in 1920, 1921. And, um, and, uh, so the game is, you know, it's been, it's been around for a decade or a little bit longer and, um, but it's nowhere near like it is today. It's mm-hmm. a, I mean, really it's a, it's a secondary or even third sport. College was way bigger. College was yeah. way bigger yeah. infinitely bigger, but, um, but, anyways, there was an incredible. Or so I'm told. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what, you got it, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so in nineteen, so there was a there's this great team in Portsmouth, Ohio, called the Spartans, Portsmouth Spartans, and it was built by a man named Potsy Clark. This it was like this. Um, it was Portsmouth is a very poor town, um, especially in comparison to like New York and Boston and such like this. And so, so Potsy had to build. Potsy was the 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 coach and general manager of the team. And so he had to use basically talent to identify players. And so he did. And in his very first year, he brought in 19 new players for his for his Portsmouth team when he first got to there in 1931. And right out of the gate, like when he took over, the team was horrible. When he, but when he in his first year. They stormed up to the to the top of the league,
0: and there weren't a hundred players at the time. No, there were, there were only like 20, 20, yeah, 27. twenty-seven. So guys. out of twenty-seven, yeah. there were nineteen new cats. Yeah. on the team. Yeah, <laughs> it was
1: like crazy. yeah. and so that's, what Posse, a big turnover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what Potsy builds in along the way is this like camaraderie, this um, this you know they call it like a uh, spirit decor. You know, like this like bond between these players. And, um, and they're like this, you know, this is, and they're, they're good. They're one of the top three teams in the NFL, the bears, the Packers, and the, Sp- and the Portsmouth Spartans are at the top of the league uh, year after year, 31, 32, 33. And then Portsmouth basically cannot support the team past 33. Um, and the team is disbanded, but at the exact same moment that they were being disbanded, the Detroit lion, or I'm sorry, the tigers are coming out of nowhere. To storm their way to the World Series and they're capturing the fascination of the Detroit faithful, and so the so the uh, WJR radio owner named George Richards comes up, basically comes. I don't know. I don't know if it was his idea, but what I, but he was the lead uh, driver of the of the project, which was to transplant the Portsmouth Spartans to Detroit and mm-hmm. rename them something along the jungle theme of the of the Tigers. I don't know, like the Lions, for instance. That'll work, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he, to try to. They're so stuck. to associate this team with the Detroit Tigers, um, and to try to draw the enthusiasm and their number one star, his name was Dutch Clark. He, um, they build him as the Ty Cobb of football. So it's to say, like, there's a new Ty Cobb in Detroit, but he doesn't play for the Tigers. He plays for the Lions. So you got to come over here and watch the Lions, you see. And so anyways, in 1934, um, the 1934, the Lions come out of the gate. They win 10 straight games. They, they're unscored upon for the first seven games of the season. They have this incredible season, 1934. And then, and then they fail at the end of the year, just like the Tigers did. So they did emulate them in a certain degree. They lose against the Packers. They lose twice against the Bears, who they had not beaten in, um, uh, in, since 1931. And so, and so there's rivalry uh, building up with them. So to, 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 to zip through it a little bit. Uh, in 1935, Potsy Clark, the leader of the Lions, the, the GM and manager of the Lions, knows that he has to do something different in 35. Even though they had a great year in 34, he has, so he reshuffles the entire deck and he brings in eight new guys, cuts a bunch of his guys, of his, of his main players and brings in eight new guys for 1935. And, um, initially the team does not gel. Um, at the very end of the season, they go through one of the most incredible streaks. They, they're, they're in last place. They have four games remaining. Any, a loss in any of the games will eliminate them from, uh, any, any hope of a championship contention. And at that moment, the Tigers win the World Series. So they're, so this is October 7th and the team is the, you know, this, the, the Lions are, you know, heading into the end of the season. Um, you know, in, in, in just rough shape. So anyways, they have to face the Packers who had beat them the previous week 31 to six. They have to beat the they have to face the Bears twice who they had not beaten since 1931 and they have to beat the Brooklyn Dodgers who um had beaten them earlier in the season. And long and short of it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. They do it. <laughs> they do it. They do it. They get it. through They yeah, do yeah. it. And they get to the end. And this is why we bring in Drew here. Yeah, yeah. That because of is, that on that it's day. It's this moment. Yeah. It's this is the moment. That's why we took a little extra time to build the story up. Because on December 15th, this is what we didn't, I'm glad we didn't get to it last week. Yeah, yeah. Because at the very end, if anybody that's watching the show, if you watched the last episode, I'm going, should I bring it up? Should I br- not bring it up? Should we talk about it next week? I don't know. Yeah. But no, we'll just leave it for next we'll week. And I'm glad we did because Drew's here. Yeah. Because here, so December 15th, 1935 the lions win their first nfl championship okay yep. in their second season on that day the red wings move into first place for the first time like all season for the first time in like a year and a half mm-hmm. you see the the red wings had changed their name three times in five years <laughs> hockey had not been popular up to this point in fact there was more people from canada coming to detroit um from windsor and that rooting for the maple Leafs, rooting for the canadian teams than there was actually red wings <laughs> Um, Fans like home Red Wings fans. Yeah. Hockey was a, was a, you know, a, this kind of weird Canadian sport. And um, suddenly the Red Wings are playing for something more than just some obscure Canadian trophy, right. the cup, whatever that is. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. playing for the pride of Detroit. They're playing for the glory of Detroit because yeah. now the Tigers won the World Series. The Lions won their NFL championship. Joe Lewis has just been, and actually on the same day, December 15th, 1935, Joe Lewis is named the uh, Associated Press Most Outstanding Athlete of the Year, which is like a national MVP in sports. Um, so on that same day, December 15th. So the Lions win the championship. Joe Lewis named Associated Athlete of the Year. Uh, Associate Press Athlete of the Year, and the Red Wings now are in first place. And, and so people new are story.
0: excited about the yeah. wings, yeah. finally. They're yes. excited about sports in the city. Because
1: yes, because the wings are playing for something greater than just the Stanley Cup. Yeah. They're playing for now the like the final missing uh, cha- you know, uh, championship to put on the mantle in the championship case. And people kind of saw that
0: and they were they were kind of calling for it a, a little bit. Oh, and yeah.
1: And they started saying every day it was City of Champions. Can we do it? Can we do it? And it draws these fans into the idea. That, like, now all of a sudden, they're, they're what are our chances? Who are our players? What is the cup? What's the Stanley cup? What is this? What's thing? the rules? That's what Drew was looking at the old pictures. He's like, look at this somewhere. cup. What is this cup? It all starts it's a, it's somewhere. It's a different look from, yeah, uh, from it all today. starts somewhere. And this yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, the, the, and just like, and I like to cite the idea that the Red Wings, you know, um, uh, they'd they changed their name uh, uh, to, from the Cougars to the Falcons to the Red Wings. Three different team names in five years. And there was a rumor going around that the GM of the team, Jack Adams, yeah. had been trading potatoes for tickets prior to the season. So he's being heckled, for, you know, by fans and stuff, saying, "Hey, Jack, did you get some, you know, like some spot you know, some Idaho spots? Maybe you'll get front row seats for those." You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. joking about it. it's a yeah. joke because they because they're you know like I say they're um, they're 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 saying. You know the Red Wings are not like they were not. This was not hockey town in 1935. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like I want in
0: December there, mid December, it kind of turned to that.
1: That's when it became. That's what I'm saying. Like this is the moment that Detroit started to started to fall in love with hockey. And underneath that spotlight, um, I don't want to you know spoiler alert. The Red Wings are on this newspaper right here. You know they won that. You know they went. But you know but, but um uh. Uh, but they capped, you know, they capped. It was a bat. It was a it was a dogfight. It was them and the Chicago Blackhawks all year long, and um, there was all kinds of underlying stories that tie into it. That is a, that's a whole other thing. I don't want to go. We'll, yeah. we'll go. We'll go into it. Uh, you know, more of it. But um, but the idea, the reason I wanted, I was excited to hear that you're here is great, such a great moment is because this is the moment that Red Wings fans are sort of in their infancy for hockey, yeah. and you got to see it, you know, down the road with the, you know, with the diehards in place, and I, right, I yeah. wanted to hear what you, what it was like to be in the arena, you know, in the Coliseum, because you had you know, that the extraordinarily
0: yeah unique experience of coming in during the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, and you, and you, know, your first time into the, into the majors was during the yeah, finals. For sure. Uh, and then getting to, to lift the cup. And that just had to be insane. But then just the years with, with Detroit. That's and, what I'm curious about. I want to know how the
1: Detroit. Yeah. I want to know. I got questions about Detroit yeah. fans versus other cities and, and then, your favorite. So, cause and you settled in. Like yeah. I mean,
0: cause you're a Michigan boy. I oh, mean, yeah. born in Jersey, but you know, raised here. You're a Michigan boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the wings. And
2: growing up, I mean, I was I was a Wings fan. I I liked some other teams because I I appreciated certain players. But watching the Wings, so I I watched their their glory days of winning all the cups and and uh, and then I get a chance to to play against the Red Wings and be in the building and feel the energy of of the fans and just how much they love their team and and playoff hockey and playoff hockey in Detroit. It's like two different things. Regular season, so fun, and then you get in the playoffs and they're dropping the octopus from down on the ceiling yeah, the light right. shows going crazy yeah. and all the fans are are going nuts and uh you're sitting in the locker room and you can just you can just feel it you can feel the energy coming you can tell like everyone's like they're probably dropping the octopus right now because yeah. you can just feel the <laughs> rink just like it's just like it's louder and louder and louder you and, can feel uh, that reverberating so and... as a as a, a visiting team you yeah. feel that and you're like holy crap like uh. we're in detroit like, you you know it but then as a as a home team player playing for the wings you love it. You you can't wait to get out there and play off hockey. It's, it's a totally different – everyone says it's the second season, but it's a totally different feeling. And uh, to get to feel that in Detroit and to be a part of it and just – I mean, you sit on the bench and there's times that you can't even talk to the guy sitting next to you on the bench and you're like Damn. trying to talk about a <laughs> yeah. play and the crowd is so loud <laughs> that they're screaming and cheering so loud that you're like – we kind of we just gotta wait until they're done. Yeah, like they're, they're yelling too loud. So Dang. I mean, hockey town is it's for real. I I haven't felt that in many other
0: rings. So which which of the seasons while you were here in the city felt the most intense as far as fan wise? Was there one yeah. one season that was a bit more than another?
2: I think I mean we had some we had some years where I felt like we had a, a legit chance to win the cup. Yeah, I think when Lidstrom uh, a couple of his last years, and we had Datsyuk Zetterberg, we had. I mean, the years, like my first couple of years on the wings, we had Osgood, Draper, Malpe, um, Holmstrom, Lidstrom. I mean, you can go down the list of these guys that are amazing Red Wings, big-time players in a lot of their cup runs, and I'm on a team with these guys. I'm like,
1: we're for <laughs> that's, sure winning. Yeah, and that's interesting because, yeah, especially growing up watching them in the now you're there, like you know, you see them on baseball cards or hockey cards, yeah. you know, and then you're like, now you're actually on the rink with them, I and mean, you got a card of your own, you know. Yeah. yeah so it's it was to, walking in the
2: locker room in Detroit the first time, and shaking hands with those guys, and now I'm their teammate. It was such a sur- surreal moment to be like, okay, I'm from here. Now I'm gonna play for one of the most storied the teams, yeah. the Red Wings, <laughs> and put the wing real awesome. on, put that jersey uh, yeah. on. It was a great moment in my career and just in life in general. I think just to. to to go in there and be a part of that team and then stick with the team for eight seasons was, I mean, I, you couldn't really, I, when I looked at my career, I always wanted to play pro hockey and play as long as I could. I never thought I would be on on the Red Wings. I was like, put me on any team. I don't care. I just want to make it. Yeah. And to be in the team, the uh, original six, the Red Wings and with their history and then being from here, man, what a, what a ride it was. It was was awesome.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, so, because so, you, you said a lot of fans were coming in for the Canadian teams. And we got yeah. people that do that today, like our friend Jason. Yeah, but yeah. Now,
1: they're, now they're Red Wings fans. So yeah. like fans in Windsor, from my understanding, yeah. my fans oh, in Windsor, yeah. Windsor, Windsor. Windsor fans are, di- yeah. are diehard Red Wings. Yes. It's a little yeah. bit,
2: but when we play Toronto, like, so yeah. tr- the Maple Leafs cannot, like, you can barely buy a ticket there. And if you can, it's so expensive. So a lot of them, when we play the Maple Leafs, a lot of those fans come down here and they buy yeah. they buy the tickets just to get in the building. Oh, you and, mean you
1: can't even get them in Toronto, so they actually come cuz it's here, so corporate. It's... There's so many tickets oh, okay. are paid and there's so the
2: prices are so high that they they they'd rather come to Detroit, oh my god, pay a little bit yeah. less yeah. and then watch the game here so it's the the chanting is like let's go Red Wings and right after that's go Leafs go. Let's really? Go, oh my Red god. Wings, go Leafs go. It's
1: <laughs> like so loud and so those, they battle it out for the oh, I got yeah, you. That's so those awesome. those
2: moments are are pretty fun and uh, Montreal gets a big crowd here. A lot of the, the fans come down uh, across the border for that too. Well, in the um,
1: in reading about the 30 like in the 34, 35 like Montreal, that was really a that was really a town that stood out for for you know, Toronto too of course. Yep. But uh, Montreal, um man, they had this it's called like the Millionaire's section. They called it the Millionaire's section mm. and it was like just this crazy uh, corner of the um of the whole I think it's called the Montreal Forum. And uh it was like just I guess like just a madhouse. Like like you don't even want to even skate near it. Like even if you were on the Montreal team. Like if you made a mistake, you didn't even want to go near it. Like they throw stuff at you like glass bottles or something. <laughs> not just a million but not just them. I mean in Detroit and Chicago and all this. It's not. I got article I got articles all through this book talking about how Bottles, glass bottles are thrown at players on the ice. Like fans are grabbing players as they skate down the ice uh, and yanking them off their, you know, off their skate. You know, I mean, it's well, back like back then they used
2: to have the chain link fence. They didn't have glass. Yeah, so they had fence exactly. And so yeah, like, and I think they had that. Man, that was like into like maybe in the sixties. I don't even know. Like uh, they had it for a while. Yeah, so. that's. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, the,
1: the vintage stuff is crazy. Like yeah. people talk about. that's what I loved about some of this. You know. You, Especially like when I was doing these art shows, and you're talking with like your kind of you know rank and files fan, and they're like, "Oh, that was like another." They were a bunch of small guys, you know. It was they always kind of poo-poo the time, like, "Oh, it was that was back in the '30s or whatever," you know. Like, but you don't understand, like, there's without any rules. It's almost like I mean, I mean, it's just like a gladiator battle with sticks and a puck. I mean, some of the stuff got crazy. And, uh, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, um, it's different. But, but anyways, yeah, I just love the idea that millionaires club. I think it's just such a great name for a, for a section. Like they weren't millionaires. <laughs> they usually say it and they're like, they weren't millionaires. And they were like, it was like the cheap seats, actually. And, um, uh, maybe that's uh, kind of like a play on, play on words for why it was called the millionaires section or something. But is there, is there a, a stadium that, that or arena
0: that, uh, you get to play in that, that was, Impressive from from the players' perspective. What yeah, was-
2: I think like we're talking about Montreal. Montreal was one yeah. of those one of those stadiums that it's a lot like the Little Caesars Arena now, where the the fans are pitched up a little bit more. Yeah. So when you're on the ice, it literally feels like they are on top of you. Mm. So you're skating around. And you're like it's just a little bit more intimidating. And uh, like you said, they they care so much about the game. They they're very educated on the game, so they know what's going on. And uh, yeah, so that was always a fun. I just the history i think just original six teams uh have so much history and there's so much that goes into the even if it's a newer building just i mean there's so much there and i think in chicago the national anthem there is the guy that sings the national anthem there i don't know if you guys ever seen no. it or heard of it this guy he's almost like an opera singer he's like six eight year tall like so tall and he just belts this out and the whole crowd <laughs> just like claps and screams and yells during it so like literally your blood is like boiling you're like you're like shaking on the bench, like you're so like jacked up for it. So I I love being in Chicago That's awesome. for that. It was there was are cool. some
0: time tested rivalries with with Detroit and and you know I remember the Avalanche was a big oh my a, god a big yeah. one Man, and it was then huge. you get the original six and uh, just going back and forth. Uh, you know some years is it Chicago that uh, we really had uh, the go to with some years is Boston. Uh, So 35, who in 35, who was Chicago, uh, the Chicago 100%. was uh, the giving us the most 100 percent. Yep.
1: Yeah. And there's actually a really interesting, um, that, like I say, we can dive. we're going to really dive deep into this. But yeah. I'll give a, a, a couple just a couple of glance overs because it because a lot of times, you know, so a lot of times people think rivalries are only because of the proximity of a right. city. Like, oh, Chicago's nearest. So it's a natural rivalry. And that's there's I'm sure there's a there's something to to do with that. But um, but a lot of times I think it's because because of that proximity, you tend to play that other team more, and you start to develop like you know one guy elbows another guy, so that guy the next game, you know, what I mean like you you have more chances for friction, more chance for escalation. For sure. Um, and so uh, back in the '30s, so that so that is what was like you know besides you know there I can sit here and talk about numerous examples of. The players that didn't like each other, because there was, I mean, there's a great many, but it's, but one of the most fascinating components of the Red Wings at this time, um, is, uh, is the, is the, is the rivalry between the owners, James oh. Norris and Frederick McLaughlin for the, for the Blackhawks. Because the, in the, in the story of them, like, it goes back a little bit, but the idea was, is that, to save a ton of time, uh, telling it, um, is that the two of them were, were lived in the same neighborhood in Chicago. Oh. And, and Norris had been blocked from getting a, a NH, he loved hockey. Norris loved hockey. And he, and he had been blocked from getting a team in Chicago because McLaughlin had got the Blackhawks. He got the Chicago Arena and he, Chicago Stadium, I believe it was called as, but it was a hockey arena. And, um, that's where the 1932 uh, championship was played between right. the Portsmouth Spartans and the Bears. Yeah. And. And anyways, um, so Norris was blocked from getting a team in Chicago because McLaughlin had a deal with the NHL saying, you know, we have exclusivity for this, for this region. And so Norris started his own league. He started his own like NHL style league in Chicago. And recognizing that, um, that the NHL recognized that—I mean, Norris was a billionaire. I mean, he was one of the most richest people in the country, and so they were like recognizing the the need not of like not wanting to pick a fight with a billionaire, right? With a grudge, right? Yeah. So he, so they, they're like, well, why don't you wage your? And they hated each other. McLaughlin and Norris hated each other, and so, and they're like, say, neighbors in the same district in Chicago. Anyways. Um, rather than, they, they, uh, the NHL was like, why don't we let them wage their, on, their war on the ice rinks of the NHL? We, we need an ownership in, in, in Detroit, which was like just getting destroyed. Um, they, they were horrible. Um, and so, uh, in 1932, Norris become becomes the owner, basically buys the Red Wings and the oh. Olympic Stadium, buys the whole thing um buys the whole thing and he's the one that renames them the Red Wings. Okay. And that's based on his team when he played with the uh the Montreal Winged Wheelers. Uh-huh. So he's the one that he played for the Montreal Winged Wheelers, a I think it was an amateur team in the eighteen eighties. And so he brought that name, the Wheelers, to the Red Wings. And then there was the original I have the picture in here. It had two wings. This one would just have one. Mm-hmm. And um so he changed the name of it. And so then from that point on, he's like it was just an arms race between him and McLaughlin to battle it out, so the ownership hated each other. Hmm. I can tell you an equally powerful story, you know, big story about between Norris and the coaches of the of the Blackhawks. Or I mean, not, not Norris, but uh, Jack Adams, the coach and GM of the Red Wings, and the coach and GM of the Blackhawks. Um, and in uh, like I say, the players. I mean, it was just. In the, but I just wanted to talk about one quick um, uh, player, which his name was Mike Caracas. yeah, because he was the goalie of of Norris's team. That, you know, like I say, Norris founded a league in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Well, Norris' goalie for the Chicago Shamrocks was a guy named Mike Caracas. And Mike Caracas, the, uh, the, uh, Norris offered him to Jack Adams saying, uh, you know, you want this goalie. Like, he's pretty good. You know, let's bring him onto the Red Wings. And Norris, and McAdams' like, nah, he's not good enough for my team. Right. Oh. So he got cut. Well, he signed with Chicago Blackhawks, and in 1935, he's a rookie goaltender with the Blackhawks. He wins Rookie of the Year for his incredible goaltending. Um, throughout the entire season. And of Damn. course, he lived to, to tear down the Red Wings. So you am saying, you see the idea like, goalie against goalie, you know, yeah. owner versus owner, Jeez. you know, GM versus GM, <laughs> player versus player, it's endless. And that's, you see these rivalries, it, there's a reason for it. And really, it, it, it originates in this era. Cause
0: we yeah. talk about the original six, right? And I was like, oh, so the Wings changed their name like three times. And then they're finally the wings there in thirty five. So it, were there only six teams? In no, five. But the because it's a told misnomer. Me, it's a total yeah, misnomer. It, it's so the yeah, original, the original six, six came into being. The the concept came in because there
1: was the only teams left after the Great Depression and after yeah. World War II had hit. Yeah, there was yeah. many more teams before World War II. Yeah, many
0: more. so I, I was I was surprised because we're talking about thirty five, yeah, yeah. and then.
1: I'm in like, fact, I, think we're about teams, a- I think there was eight teams. Yeah. I think there was eight teams in 35, actually. Yeah. 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 And there, there were a couple more before. Ottawa that was there. Like that. Yeah. You had, Ottawa, and, uh, you had two teams in Montreal. The Maroons. The Maroons, my God, the Montreal Maroons have one of the greatest. I mean, that was who the, the Red Wings faced the Montreal Maroons in the first round of the playoffs. And they were like, the Maroons were favored. They were an incredible team. Um, but the Montreal Maroons are have an incredible legacy in hockey. Anybody that's listening to this, we have a chance. <laughs> they're going bring up, the Maroons back I gotta, oh, at, oh, the I mean, Maroons I've heard of were. Maroons, oh, Maroons I were incredible. I, guess I just don't know enough. Yeah, the Maroons History were inc- my sport. <laughs> well, the Maroons were an incredible team. They were an incredible. Lionel, look up Lionel Connacher. Yeah, Lionel, Con- like the Connacher brothers. Man, the Connacher brothers. But Lionel, oh my God, Lionel Connacher was a he was the one of the greatest athletes Canada ever produced. And he was and he was their defenseman on the freaking Maroons. He was one of the best players. Like I mean, Hooley Smith. I mean, there's – is. Man, the Maroons, I don't even know Pretty how many cool. Hall of Famers are on that team, but it's a lot. I don't know
0: if you caught in that story, though, but because the, the first football championship, NFL championship, took place in a hockey arena because it was in Chicago, and there was a blizzard, and they couldn't play outside because no one would have shown up, and so they played it. A football game in in the in hockey arena in the yeah. hockey with arena. all kinds of customized rules. For yeah, the yeah. Out. so it's like if they got so far, then they went back. And yeah, and but th- it and it was, was se- <laughs>
1: and it was set up because it wasn't just like the. I was... heard that. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So the first, the we first did th- glance over. It, yeah, but I was first... trying to condense the story. Yeah, <laughs> if, keep yeah, it, yeah. 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 go back, go back yeah. to episodes. Yeah, we go into it deep. We got pictures of and stuff. You pinned it, Jamie. You pinned it. You go that thirty-two game. Hold on, like let's yeah So, but that was I thought that was interesting that
0: they played in a hockey arena. Uh, the first and it, NHL. And it wasn't NFL because the NFL tried to
1: set up a championship game, it was because the Spartans and the Bears had tied at the end of the season and they just needed to have a tiebreaker game. And they're like, yeah. Well, this is a chance to do like a World Series, you know what I mean? So football, they're like yeah. the first championship game is gonna decide it. it and then after that game, they, <laughs> <So> they, <laughs> the NFL divided it into two halves and then they had two divisions ever since having a super you know a super oh, and bowl they, style the, game. the circus
0: was in town the week before. Yeah, yeah. And they left all the dirt from the circus. That's down why it there made it even more than everything yeah. else. Else. Uh, yeah all the elephant dug yeah. and everything oh, yeah. it was yeah. like oh it was a, it was a beautiful beautiful game. Yeah. But you were a Spartan. I was. Uh you got to play. Uh that's like a family tradition. Yeah. Right? Was, so how deep tenth. does that family tradition go? I was the 10th member of my family
2: to play hockey at Michigan State. Tenth so member ten. of the family. Yeah, so no pressure. Yeah, my grandpa so, started in the in the mid 50s. Okay. Got a great uncle, my dad, five cousins, my brother
0: and me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, quite the the tradition and I, so were I, you
0: destined i mean with that much hockey behind you was it you know i mean you, you had the you had the coaches there at home were you kind of destined for it to, I, yeah i think like if i look back in my childhood i i spent a lot of time in ice rink yeah my
2: uncle my great uncle he owned an ice rink in l in, in lansing called lia okay or it was, maybe it was lig and they switched to lia wow. one of the two but he uh yeah so all the guys who come that played hockey Michigan State and played pro hockey they would come back to town and train in the summer. So I would go watch them so my cousins are training and all the guys playing pro hockey. So I go fill up the water bottles, chase after pucks and then they'd play and then at the end I'd go get my gear on and go out and skate with them. So Yeah. I thought it was cool and my brother did the same thing and uh, so he's 4 years older than me and Kind of training,
0: you know, that's just amazing training, just the the mentorship and, uh,
2: yeah. So I, I saw what it took to be successful at that level working. And I might not had known it at that time, but I was watching it and and absorbing it. And and that became just a regular thing. I was like, Hey, this is what they do. This is how hard they work. And, and then I think just seeing that that's just kind of, I just adopted that and just kept going with hockey. So it's, uh, yeah, I kind of was just brought up in that, that, uh, you know,
1: lifestyle. So it so, so wasn't necessarily, was, I mean, would, was it something in the genes or was it something like just seeing that like, you know, brother after brother, you, what you guys, you know, kind of like the work each other, each put in like next level, like next per, next person in line, like like uh, the, the extra work put into it. To, to yeah. It I, I'd have to say
2: there's going to be something in the genes because my uh, my grandma told me before she passed and she said, you know what? When I watch you play hockey, I swear to God, it's your dad out there. Oh. So, and I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, you guys skate the exact same, like identical. Our stride and how we look out there, and just our mannerisms. And and other people have said that, like some of my dad's buddies when I skate with them, they're like, "You guys are like like twins out there." So hmm. there's got to be something, yeah, 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 just uh, in the genes. But the I work is just yeah. being like you're in a hundred percent hockey all the time, eat, sleep, play,
0: sure. And uh, and I think that. That definitely Plus, helps. Yeah.
1: So the environment too, the environment being yeah. in that, in the, I get you. Yeah.
0: And moms know moms and grandmas know yeah. they, cause they watch. Oh, yeah. Cause Colleen, my, my son, my stepson, Colin, you know, I was a hockey dad. I was a hockey player, but I'm a, i am I was a hockey, I'm a hockey oh, yeah. dad. And, uh, he played from little all the way through the end of high school and, and you know, spring, you know, they didn't have numbers or anything, they're just playing jerseys for spring hockey. And, you know, we're like, where's Colin? She's like, he's right there. And they're like, how do you know? She's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, is my boy. I know what he looks like. So, yeah, yeah grandma saying she knows. Oh, yeah. Grandma knows. They grandma. know.
2: They know for sure. So. Grandma knows. Yeah, was- so the
0: Spartans, you, I because I asked Charles we were talking about uh, and it's like oh the Spartans I wonder if Michigan State had drawn that but I mean Spartans it's just that's a good sports name well Spartans um, are
1: just like a you know legendary warrior yeah so, I mean it's so yeah, really yeah, natural yeah. that somebody was, was, would use them my for a, supposition yeah, is that uh,
0: they took it from Portsmouth Spartans and they brought it to state that's my. That, They're just not if, bison facts. My supposition that's is that just... it had nothing to do with each other. If that was my supposition. It had
1: nothing to do with each other. In fact, they didn't bring the Spartans to Detroit yeah. because of the yeah. Michigan State's. Oh, you know, maybe. The, yeah. That they didn't want That, would, wanna, that like, would probably be even smarter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, be you know more I mean? logical. Like, that's, well, that's my supposition. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. I just, I <laughs> I don't, just, that's me. I just but it could have been. Off. But you could be right and I could be right, Jamie. Because you know see what I'm saying? like We're They could have right, right. been named. Yeah, we could all, you know, without, if anybody out there is listening that has a, you know, that knows, you know, we we'll, we'll, uh, you know, uh, learn a new lesson, you know.
0: But Charles was, was excited about the, the, the fans and just the whole, the, the fan experience. It's one of my
1: favorite components of the whole story. And, and it's one of those things whenever, a lot of times we talk about history, you talk about uh, different stories. You know, you, a lot of times you focus, it's like people focus on the stats, the winning, the, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the fans, it's kind of like, the, you know, they, they show a picture of the fans. They show this and that, but the fans are the one. You know, like though, know, like you know, there's the the you know there's the Coliseum, there's the gladiator, and then there's the fans. Like yeah. the fans kind of drive the energy. And I, yeah. I've i always liked to. I almost like I try to it, along the way. I've tried to sort of do a chronicle of the fans right. in these books. I mean, from the very I have an entire section in here called the Rise of the Detroit Sports Fan. Yeah, talking about the fan, the history of these fans yeah. because. Shooter, can I call you shooter? <laughs> oh, no. no. What? <laughs> Jason Tut. <Yeah>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh but, man, shooter.
0: Oh, <laughs> he yeah. said to call you shooter, but yeah. But I just connecting with fans, um, even when once you were retired and you know, they want you back to sign autographs and you made dear friends with the Heartless. Clan, yeah, Um, just there signing fans and and connected with them. Jason, you told me to pick on you and and call you that. But have you have you like what kind of connections have you made with a fan? Like you know, as as a player while you were a player, and then then now afterwards too.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think that in Detroit, the one thing that they do well is they get the players involved, season ticket holder events, or or different charity events, and the fans are all there. And sometimes it's quick or you, it's, you sign and move on because there's so many people there. But then there's some events like the, the Toast to Hockey Town is one that you can get there and, and it's it, pictures and autographs, whatever it is, but you can have a conversation with fans and and kind of come down to that person-to-person level and not just, hey, you're on the ice, I can't have any interaction with you and uh, anything like that. So it's a little uh-huh. bit more broken down and, and they can appreciate being, hey, I enjoy watching you, but I can at least talk to you and and you are real. So I enjoyed that part of it. I enjoyed the relationship with the fans, talking to them. Um, They have their favorite moments or favorite teams. And just to hear their interaction with the team and and their history. Um, And it goes back. I mean, it's family members, grandparents, great-grandparents. I mean, it's passed down through the generations for the love for the Red Wings I'm sure it's, totally. the, it's 100%, the same way for all the sports yeah. in Detroit.
1: That's how I that's how I became a fan. Yeah. My, that, my parents you know like my dad, yeah. my aunt, my my aunt Judy if she's listening, she's the one that bought me uh, Detroit Tiger baseball card sets of just the Tigers. Yeah. You know and then she bought me a set of the Blue Jays and she said hate these guys. You know? <laughs> it's like these are the you're you're a fan of the Tigers, you're a fan of the Tigers, you know the you know they, I was I was basically indoctrinated. So it is passed on for there's no doubt. Um the question I have is What like, I want to know, uh, like, do you have any, like, 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 like a, I mean, just memories in general, like something you, like, weird, you know, like either it's like a, a great memory with a fan or like maybe like a, like a horrible memory of the fan. Like any, like, fans like throw something at you or something (laughs) after a game or anything, like anything that's, you know, that you just, that Uh, sticks out.
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't think I have anything that really sticks out like crazy. I think it's just
1: like fan um, stalker like something like this like, yeah, no, no. like oh i don't know like i demand to get a picture with you if you don't no, get nothing a picture like that with, like, i think it's in. just
2: sometimes uh when, when you're with the fans they they say like they freeze up or, or whatever and they get like really nervous and they're like and i'm like well i'm not Zetterberg yeah i'm one of the I, yeah. you know but it's I, I think they're just they're so passionate about their team and 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 get the opportunity to meet the players and, and be around them in different settings i think that that's just the most fun is just hearing the their side of the, the story not even the interaction just with me just in general about the the red wings or, or when i was with other teams just hearing their interaction and their love for the game i think that's something that i've really always taken from the fans is just their appreciation and love for the game and i think that that's something that we have in common as not only just as a fan, but a player. It's just, yeah. it's there for both sides and, and they care so much and they're so passionate about us winning. And I think on the player side is we're so passionate about playing and winning and we want to do it for our fans. So I think we, you, you bring that energy in the middle. And I think that's why Detroit sports fans are so good is that as the, as the season goes on and as the playoffs come, they ramp up just oh, at yeah. the same time we are ramping up. So I mean that energy level is just going up and then that playoff hockey is so intense and so fun. And I think just you know, I, I think they got a little spoiled here by so many championships and so many playoffs Yeah. Series, it's like twenty I, something years 20 in a row of years. playoffs in a row. Yeah, so it was, it was like, like twenty people were like well, twenty five yeah. Yeah. yeah, it
1: got to the point where people were like, dude, I'm little, tired of going little, to the playoffs. Little, yeah. There was actually people saying, like, I'm tired of going to the playoffs. No, like, no, they were, no. they, because they were like, cause they wanted to like tear down the team and say like, let's yeah. build up and have like a super team. I'm tired of just going to the playoffs, yeah. losing the first round and being done. Like, that's how spoiled is like, I'm tired of going to the playoffs. Let's like strip down and, you know, rebuild a super team. Like, that's really, that's the, that, that's what happened. I mean, that's, that was the, you know, the, the prevailing fan sentiment that was like, it's great to go to the playoffs, but we want to win a Stanley Cup. Like, yeah. you know what I mean, like, that's like, that's become like the standard when it's, Kind of like the Yankees. Good, like though. They don't want to just go. Yeah, in, which is yeah. a good standard to have. It raises yeah. the bar. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: And no, I, I think it's, it's uh right now it's a, it's a tough time and I'm back in the, in the building for about half the home games, doing in-house TV and doing the game day show on the concourse, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. So we just break down, like do a, a intro to who we're playing. Then we do a breakdown of the first period, second period. So the fans are right there. So I'll do the pictures and autographs after each segment. So I'll try to just interact and talk with the fans there and. And just be a part of that energy from a different perspective now is not as a player, but being up and actual sitting in the crowd or, or just being in the building, whether it's up in the press box area or I'll find a random seat in the, in the lower bowl and just sit and watch and just to feel the energy. I love that. So it's I don't have to be in hockey every single day. I insert myself back in at certain times. Uh. Just to be a part of that energy, I love it. I are love you, the fan energy. Are you
0: skating at all? Or are you, I skate you still, a little bit. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, you can't not, man. You've been oh, skating your sure. whole life. He's not gonna well, stop. I mean, but you got man. ravaged
0: towards the end. I mean, the cut and then the jaw and then right. the, the shoulder. Yeah, I, had, yeah the surgery, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You I know, skate. Yeah. yeah. So That's I said, yeah. you got character. Yeah, I, o- <laughs> you... I almost was a pirate. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> almost Jeez. lost my eye, but damn. 60, 70 stitches or something yeah. like that. Which, in the
2: was pit. it really? Yeah. Oh my God. It started here and went up and then went across my eyeball and up in my uh, eyelids. So I got lucky. Somehow I blinked at the right time and my eye retracted. But yeah, so damn. I got lucky. um Very, very lucky. Yeah, it's on YouTube. If anyone wants to watch <laughs> it? my YouTube highlights are making... Jamie,
1: usually Jamie and these shows would already have <laughs> oh, yeah, the video yeah, 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 booted yeah, yeah. up yeah. and putting up on screen. I'm so just drinking no, and hanging we, out. Yeah, today. we don't need I'm that not, video. Uh, We're yeah. good. Let yeah, them, I mean, let the fans let them like find it themselves. Me getting to
2: the skate and me getting <laughs> not so well in a fight and <laughs> maybe blocking a few shots, but that's my YouTube highlight. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. it's not nothing <laughs> glorious, but it's, uh, Yeah, no, I I had a great time playing Detroit. But that's what I'm saying, but you got to live the
1: dream, man, because, like, growing up, like, actually, I met – there was a – I I do a lot of work in these, like, you know, like the art shows and art community and stuff – and there was um there's a guy that I met that uh he was a bat boy for the Tigers. We've talked about bat boys, yeah, you know, like yeah, this. Yeah, and, but this was a bat boy for like the '90s Tigers, 1990s Tigers. And I, are you a Tiger fan? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I like I grew up in the '90s. Like the Tigers, you know, baseball is it for me. I, I mean, I love all sports, I really do, but baseball is it for me. Yeah. In the '90s, like just you know, God, like the Tigers, they were the worst team in baseball, <laughs> but I loved them. Like Mickey Tettleton, and I'm giving a shout out Travis Fryman. Anybody that's never heard of Travis Fryman, look him up because he's my favorite player. He's, he was my LK line growing up, um, but uh, but anyways, this guy I meet. I'm talking to this guy, and he's related to Frank Tanana, right? Oh. The pictures of the Tigers. Oh, yeah. And he, this guy, he was the bat boy for the Tigers in the '90s, at least for a certain yeah. amount of time. He'd like bid some bat boy stuff. He like went, you know did some behind you know was always he like hang out like whenever he wanted to go to a game, he's in the in the Tiger dugout or whatever. Like he did all this stuff behind the scene. like, dude. You lived my childhood yeah. like fantasy man like one <laughs> like, of my kids it's like right yeah now. it was cool I'm like no dude you don't understand that was like my my like, you know, nineties Charles dream was yeah. to like be like a bat boy for a game for the Tigers, or whatever, you know. One like, of my
0: kids right now uh is a bat was a bat boy. The season just ended, but uh For
1: who? The yeah. Tigers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the hell did he get that? I, I want to be a bat boy, Jamie. He wants to, he wants I want to be, be the bat boy. He wants, to, Come be, on,
0: man. he wants to be the he wants to be a, a sports announcer, so he's like he's I'm, I'm helping him uh Well I want to do some stuff announce, too, but I, is yeah. that what
1: it takes to get a job like uh, that, doing something like this? I was playing uh, a the here in uh, there, yeah, know. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> No, but I'm just saying. But I, I use it because, like, you actually got to play with the team, which is yeah. like, you know, like you grow. I grew up playing. Like, oh man, like I'm gonna. I grew up in Kalamazoo and wearing a tiger hat, and you know, Kalamazoo is almost the equal distance between Chicago and Detroit. Mm-hmm. So there was like hat. It was almost it was weird because Kalamazoo had a lot of Chicago like whites, especially in the '90s. Like I said, the Tigers were trash, and so um, you had a lot of White Sox fans in the night in the '90s in Kalamazoo, and so I there's a lot of time I had to defend my team. Like, dude. <laughs> You know, I mean, not I supposed to swear in here, but I was like, you know, heck with the White Sox, dude. I'm a, you know, the <laughs> Tigers are it. And they're like, the Tigers stink, <laughs> and so I'd have to defend the team. But I'm like, it, even at the time, like I say, it was like, if I had a chance to even play to play with the Tigers, uh, that would have been awesome. So it's, it's, you know, like I can see like how that. Oh, I can yeah. see from the perspective, like you, you look for any job with the NHL, but the fact you land with the Red Wings is is, yeah, is was, extra cool.
2: It's a little bit of luck and and uh you gotta. Know, some and
1: fate, little fate, minute in yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, for it was, sure. It was, it, was, it was some stuff meant to be gotta, in there. Yeah, a little
2: bit, but you got to get lucky sometimes. Sure, sure. I, hit, sure, I sure. hit my 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 time period pretty well. I think my role was needed then, and I was really yeah. good at it, and yeah. I found that niche, and and try to be the best I could and stay there for it. So
0: eight years, man. Yeah, that's a that's a good run. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah I think most people would. Hey,
2: my role was go on the ice so that Dad Sutkin Zetterberg can rest. And go get hit with a puck, so we don't get scored on, on the on the power play. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I think lean into it, lean yeah, into it. Okay, I'll go kill time and get hit with pucks. Yeah, lean into it. Yeah. It hurts, buttermaker. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I can lean eat. into it. Yeah. It yeah. hurts, Spud Maker. I can make it
0: <laughs> So, but so you, you retired, and so now you're working uh, KIG, right? Karakin, Karakin insurance, insurance Group. group. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so what's what's your what's what's the story, morning, Gloria? What are you doing now?
2: Yeah, no, insurance is uh, for me. We talk a lot about interacting with the fans and how much I enjoyed it, and I, I love hearing their stories and and just that whole thing. So I enjoy the relationship side. So that's insurance. I I, I fell into it through. A family member and I switched agencies this a little bit ago to, to Kraken Insurance Group in Detroit area. And I love doing insurance. It's, uh, you, you can help people. Uh, I mean, people work so hard in their life for what they had, house, cars, all that. And you want to make sure that they're covered the correct way. Uh, and just on top of that, I think mostly people want to trust someone that the, they're putting their trust in them to provide a service and a piece of paper that says, Hey, you're covered. And, I want to be that person that can do it. And I I enjoy the relationship side of working with them. And, and the personal side is pretty much like, Hey, you have your house, your car, this is what it is. Right. But on the commercial side, you got to build it. You got to, you got to figure out what they need for that business and, uh, and, and grow and grow with them and, and do what they need for their, for their different policies. So I, I enjoy building it on that commercial side and then switching the Kraken insurance group, uh, It's, it's, uh, I I say they're a lot like the Illiches and they're, they're family oriented, they're family based, uh, they, they they care about their employees. And that's one thing that drew me to that agency is, uh, not only are they the culture, they, they they set you up to win, they, they give you the carriers you need, they give you the, the support, the mentorship, but they're family based, they're, they're family oriented. And that's, I, I think that that's the biggest thing that I can compare them to my experience with hockey is man the ilches were amazing yeah they were amazing owners they're amazing to their players uh just just from a standpoint of caring and they would call you before a contract and say hey how's it going drew and I'm like oh my god the ilches are calling me like <laughs> hey mr I I mr. I, how you doing Hi. but that's the relationship that they had with their players and and it was great and I take I think that that is something that drew me to the KIG insurance group that it's, man, I mean, they, they really care about their people. You and, do health and there? Health they, insurance? They do some health. Yeah. We do more like group, group benefits, group okay. health, stuff like that. So yeah, property casually. So your, your home, your auto boat, all that kind of stuff on the personal side and the commercial side, it's you you're doing property, Let's commercial see, I mean, I'm just understand
1: for anybody listening, it's gotta be a it's huge factor just to be able to call somebody up. You know, like we're talking about the trust element to call them up. Know that somebody you're not you're not calling somebody that's trying to you know I mean like there's a lot I mean there's all kinds of ra- people calling you about insurance and yeah. such and such oh for sure but to call you up and know that there's somebody you can trust and say I need this this and that and then you know yeah. that you're, you're, you're get them the deal and you know things going to make you know make the thing happen is uh, a value you know it's a that's a value so
0: yeah. you, you ever sit down with somebody and then you're pitching the insurance and they're sitting there and they're staring at you going do I know you do I have <laughs> you are you getting that at all? <laughs>
2: Um, Dude, I got I, actually, it wasn't when I was pitching insurance, but a funny story is <laughs> I was sitting in a pizza place in East Lansing yeah, okay. and I was, it was during, uh, the tigers. Uh, I think it was during their all-star break. Yeah. So I'm sitting there eating pizza with my mom <laughs> and my dad. And I was just skated at the ice rink there in East Lansing, not, not Michigan it's so one of the other ones. Um, and I'm sitting there and this, this lady and her son come over, and the son's probably seven years old. And she's like, uh, Um hey Mr. Osmus, will you take a picture? (laughs) Oh damn, man, you do look like Osmus kinda
1: (laughs) a (laughs) little bit. Yeah. You do, I now I see it. It it was was pretty (laughs) funny. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) And I was like Damn. And then and no guy. I took the picture actually. Yeah, yeah. And then she said, actually, thank you, Mr. Osimus for the picture. And me and my dad looked at each other like (laughs) but no, it's it's definitely I I get some Red Wing fans and some people have done some insurance with them, and I think it's just everything doesn't have to be always business. And yeah. it's it's fun to talk some Red Wings and hockey or whatever with with different people I insure, and I like that because it's hey let's let's make sure you're taken care of, but we also have some fun stuff to talk about and and, uh, sure. and interact and have. It, it doesn't always have to be that like okay, here's your insurance. Okay, talk to you next year. It's a there's there's a relationship that can be there, and we have a common ground that we can we
1: can chat
2: about playoffs or and people or wondering about sports. where to look
1: for stuff like there's so many different places it gets that. I mean I saying like you know it's a you know trust is about the it's about trust but you know making a you know connection with a business that you can trust and make it happen so it sounds like they're I mean it's that's it I'm glad yeah, you no, you're talking it's about good
2: it. no it's I appreciate having you guys on it's I'm a, I'm so pumped to, to hear about 1935 it's something that's so yeah we're, and, we' this and what, this our,
1: our entire sh- the, the year was so great the year was so great that we have an entire show built around it. No, <laughs> we're on no. episode This what is it, Jeff, Jamie? What episode is this? Episode 15 oh, 15? About 15 yeah. No, this we have we have 15 episodes and we're barely scratched the surface yet.
0: Do you know uh, So like
1: that's what I'm saying like we have an entire show about it cuz the season's so great. Oh my god, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well if you want to come hang because we're going we, to we're saving man. like the yeah. winning
0: games for the end. Yeah, so we're sw- that's wanna... what I'm saying
1: like that's why the the dilemma last week was because um because we want to save all the championship games for like one episode yeah, you know, we're gonna yeah. rattle through them all and like yeah. you know we're gonna so build wanna, them all up because it all happened so within cool a it, it part, all happened yeah. within yeah. a seven <laughs> well it all happened within a seven month stretch of time yeah so and so like you know it, you know we're we talked about the tigers you know the the tigers uh season like six episodes ago so we don't want to like lose track of the, of the fact that they all happen in such a short amount of time that's yeah. why we want to blitz them all at once that's <laughs> that's how i wrote the movie for this is the movie right here screenplay <laughs> this is netflix ready to go <laughs> the final episode it's the final a full episode screenplay written its insane. the final episode is so um and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing the show is that anybody that's listening to this maybe you know, we're, we we want to build a movie project around this. And I, yeah, and he it, does. like, I could send this out to Hollywood. I have, I, I, I know people in Hollywood. I do. I'm not like some, I'm not be like, I know people. I'm like, I'm not some kind of, you know, like some mogul or something, but I, I do. I have some couple contacts in Hollywood. I could send it out to, but the thing about it is I'm hoping to do something organically in Detroit. Yeah. I'm trying to make some, like, because I, like, the, 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 the fear that I have for the movie is if I just send this out to Hollywood, um, number one, they'll be like, Hey, we'll give you a million dollars for your screenplay or something like this, yeah. like a couple hundred thousand, whatever it is. And I'd be tempted to take it and I'd, you know, I'd sell it to them or whatever. Or even if I did sort of, you know, sign some kind of a deal that they would take it in, like, they call it Hollywoodizing it, you know? This story's got so much substance to it. Yeah. You don't need to make anything up. It's literally like this entire thing is like, it's almost like the book. All I did was like literally use the books and write it into a yeah. screenplay. As I'm saying. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep the integrity of the story. And, um, and that's I'm hoping that like this show, that's really Jamie, I don't even talk about my, you know, one of my objectives for this entire show is, is hopefully to, you know, that people are listening that, um, are in a position that want to help put something together for, you know, the, The uh, the Netflix, you know, and then we gotta then we gotta insure exactly. that
0: business we put together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we accept I you know where a I'm going K-I-G for actually, Right, KIG right, yeah. already already. I'll say I'm it right now. I'm just messing with Isn't it contractual? <laughs> I'm just like lies with if we sc- yeah, no, we can we'll make a deal right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll sign the contract now for insurance for the movie. There we go. Yeah. So, all right, so one, another it. one
0: of the podcasts that records out of here, Podcast Detroit. Northville. Shameless plug. Uh,
1: <laughs> you got your own plug. We're all plugging our own know. projects <laughs> on Jamie. No, plug no, no, your stuff, another, another
0: one. No, another one of the podcasts that records out of here is uh, Behind the Bar with Zim's Vodka, yep. uh, and then Terry Olson and Bruce Carroll. They both play juniors. Do you know those cats at all? I do. Yeah. Right on. I think. Yeah. I skate T.O. So, yeah. Yeah. He's still, they still skate. Oh, yeah. Zim's in the, Vodka needs the, in the, the gray plug gray their league. They need to yeah. plug <laughs> their gray hair league. 36, and you are like, got that Steve Martin thing going. It's just oh, yeah. great early. Zim's
1: Vodka needs to think about plugging their product on the show so yes. we can all sample it and well, make see maybe, they, it goes. Well, They yes. dropped off two bottles. Well, they keep us stocked. Well, that's great. We love but did we, we say anything about Zim's Vodka? They need to be on the show. Terry was in
0: the chat room, and he said, ask him what he thinks. Tori, something with a K. Krug, Krug. Tori Krug. Who should he sign with?
2: Well, I would love him to come to Detroit. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for them to get him away from Boston, but he's a Sparty.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a Sparty. I he
2: played after me. Um, he's a really good player. He's one of the sports ball. Yeah. Was, yeah. Okay. yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of rumors going yeah. around where he's gonna end up. Yeah. Montreal. Yeah? Um, I heard a couple other places, but it'd be great. I mean, he's from Detroit. Played at Michigan State, it'd be awesome. Well, to have Iserman's back. here to sign him, man. Yeah. Talk to yeah. him. Just,
1: All you gotta do is just talk to Iserman. Just I got give such high hopes, man. Just, There's just, like just talk to him. Give, yeah. him, just give him a couple minutes. There's some magic talk- that can happen here in the like, city. Yeah.
2: I talked about like freezing up, and sometimes when I see Stevie around the, <laughs> the rink and I talk to him, I'm like, hey, Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Like I mean I, I grew up that was one of the guys I loved yeah. watching, and and uh every time I still get to see him now, oh, kinda he's kinda like awesome, man. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's a really nice guy. i yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that next year and every year we make that a little bit of progress and, and get back to the the glory days. Because I got trust. I them. want I want playoff hockey in yeah. Detroit. I want to watch it. I want to feel the energy and be a part of it. The and,
1: octopus on the ice and all. Yeah. that's yeah. amazing. I'll, that's like I'll the greatest tradition in. that there is. There's yeah. no what other hockey playoff tradition is better. I'm not asking you. You don't. <laughs> Even if there was one, you know, Jamie? Uh-huh. But but, there is, but I'm just taking my word for it? Yes, I'll and, take your word for take it. take Drew's word for yeah. it. Yes. There I mean, is no better playoff tradition no. than throwing an octopus on the ice. No, and no.
2: Then Al, his, and then Al driver, grabs it. Yeah, and
1: swings it around. His, yeah. Hey, his hand, is, want, his his watch hand watch
0: has hockey. never smelled dead. Dead. Okay, okay
1: good. Okay, good. <laughs> so you don't play agreement it. Jamie, you're in agreement with us. I love, better. And that's the thing,
0: man. It's like I don't know anything about baseball or football, you know, but I'll go to a game every season. And we try to go to a handful of Wings games because the family. Family. We're a hockey family. Uh, I just, I just love, I love the experience, and that's that's For why sure. I love these stories that that
1: you know Charles is sharing with me. Um, just, just to experience yeah, true, true, it, in the history he's some stuff out, and, man. Yeah, yeah it's I a love bl- your that's, and that's why I thought it was so cool that you you you've been on here is talking about the past, and then you know I was talking about the past, and you bringing in like the, you know the, the current, you know talking yeah. about Red Wings fans and the thing now. I, I thought it was kind of a cool because because yeah, actually fun. this was the week that we're transitioning. You know, I mean, we might, we actually might go back to the Lions, but it was, we left off last week and I was like, I had it on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, I want to talk well, about, this December I want to date talk about the fact, that December 15th, together. of all this stuff happened, I was like, let, leaving off last episode with like, it ended like this and I'm like, and the yeah. city's coming alive and the fans are just, and, and, yeah. and, yeah.
0: know, and we appreciate people like you, put yourself on the line, your shoulder, uh, your yeah. knee, your face, you know, uh, thanks for, for doing yeah, this like, yeah. like you are in the military or something. Thanks for your service, yeah. you know, yeah. but you know.
1: Uh, but it know. is important man this uh, is a, gotta, it's I part mean, of our culture but, here you, you get
0: you but, paid for getting your butt kicked yeah out but it's part but, of our culture uh, the red wings are it And like that's, it's weird it's, I, yeah. I, I you know as as a, as a casual fan of sports i i, I appreciate it so yeah but yeah, it's, i just uh, think for me it
2: was a it was such a pleasure to every time like i played eight years like we said but every single time i grabbed that jersey off the hook in my locker and put it on for a game <laughs> i was like i was like i was just like Thank you every time because to put on an NHL jersey was amazing. I've done, I put on a couple different ones, but to put on the winged wheel, the winged wheel, and put that jersey on and know the history that, like, you put it on, you look down, and you're like, man, that thing is iconic. Lindsay used to come in the locker room all the time. Uh, Oh, did he? Yeah, Gordy used to come in the locker room a lot. My first three, four years there, he was in there a lot. So you're bumping elbows with these guys and you're looking down and like, these these guys made this jersey, yeah, amazing. I don't want to be. I don't want to be someone that makes this jersey not as prestigious or whatever yeah. it is. You like, want to carry on that you legacy, carry sure. it on. So it's like you put that on, and it's you're taking a lot on your yeah on your shoulders and the team, and you want to be the best you can be for that jersey. And I think I had a. I mean, I had a blast wearing it. I, I loved being a Red Wing. Uh, I still put it on for the alumni team, and yeah. uh, my line mates are Red Berenson – He's 80 years old and Dennis Hexwell, he's 77. So I'm hanging out with these guys that I didn't watch them play, obviously, but I mean, these are some, some big names in the history. And then Darren McCarty's on the team. Um Cicerelli comes around. Um Larry Murphy. I mean, the list goes on. We even have Dave Coulier as the honorary. Oh, do red you wing. really? Yeah. yeah he
1: Dave. man, he represented the, the winged wheel. Oh, yeah. oh, and it was like full was house. a full house. Yeah. yeah yep.
2: So yeah. We have, that was a,
1: one of the number one shows, and he's got the winged wheel on main street. Yeah. Main yeah, Mickey Redmond's up. out there. I yep. mean
2: Mickey's one of the he's a great red wing. He wears number twenty. So when I see him, he's always like, Hey Twenty, what's up? Hey? I'm like, Not much twenty, how you doing? Nah, so yeah. It's
1: uh, oh, you me. had Barry Sanders number on the Red Wings. Yeah, <laughs> that's, so that's all. Yeah, that's yeah. the story. Yeah, so man, it's, I wish you. Would have, I forgot, I didn't even know that. I if you wish you have told that earlier. We would. Have, that would have been the entire show. <laughs> number <laughs> so, twenty and the Red Wings. Barry Sanders number on the Wings. That's awesome. So, man. I mean, it's just <laughs> that's I mean, cool to
2: be on the team and then to now play an alumni team with with some of these great players and yeah. some of these guys that won a bunch of cups and um to just be around the rink is something that I've loved my whole life. But to be around as a Red Wing in Detroit is awesome.
1: Did you mm. take that 20 because of Barry, or was it just that I took so- 20
2: because that's what they gave me. Oh, really? <laughs> I was going to say, it what was a, 20 oh was God, your number. Yeah, but yeah.
1: what a great, man. That's You know, that's Barry. In Detroit, yeah, having 20, yeah. 20 is a, a number. number. That's the have, number. Yeah. Yeah. My God. I I mean, mean, it, yeah. But if you
2: look at like, Detroit, um, obviously Mickey Redmond wore it. Um, I didn't know it. Robitaille this, yeah, wore it. All right. Point wore it. Who else wore it? Um, See, I know
1: some of these names.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> oh, Luke
1: Robitaille. I, my actually, God, yeah, I, mean, I amazing... think he was number one overall pick in the year that Eisenman was number three. am yeah. yeah, I so right on that? I, I, right. I, think, I think, I think, I think that was the case. Yeah, is He's he amazing? He I think you know? that's the case. I think Robert, Luke Robitaille was number one, and Eisenman was three in that draft. And that's what I'm saying. So that's you got that twenty. I mean, yeah, so Robitaille was this... amazing. Yeah,
2: I know it's the same thing in Anaheim. I was number fifty eight in preseason because I was just some young guy, and I come up and I'm in playing playoffs. And the coach was like, hey, Millsy, come here. And I'm like, hey, uh, what's up, coach? Uh, he's like, you're not wearing 58 in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're changing your number. I'm like, all right. He's like, what number do you want? 18, or I don't remember the other number. I'm like, 18's all right. All right, 18. <laughs> so he was like, you're not wearing this on our yeah. team in uh, yeah. the playoffs. And it was like. Anaheim Why not? Was, I don't understand. Why not? I don't know. He was just, at the time, he was just like, we're going to change your number. Oh, I was, what, was it know. too just, high? Now, it's or... like, now guys wear these. Higher numbers and whatever, but he,
1: yeah, like 99. Whatever, that was was
2: that that was. Uh, well, 58's like not a hockey number. 68 yeah. was that, wasn't that 68? Uh, is yeah, 68 Yager. was
1: Yager, yeah, and then 99 wasn't that Lemieux? But no one wore who was 99? No, Gretzky was now yeah, my god, my Gretzky, yeah, yeah, Gretzky, yeah, yeah. yeah. 90, that's what I'm saying. Like, if Gretzky's 99, people can't wear Lemieux
2: is 66, yeah, 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 and then Yager is 68, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean. Like I said, any team, that's any number, number, just what? sign me. <laughs> if you
1: could have had your choice for a number, what would it have been?
2: Um, I wore nine growing up, but that's obviously not in yeah. Detroit. Yeah, and yeah. Then I oh, wore 27 yeah. in college. And then when I was with Anaheim, 27 was Scott Niedermeyer. So I wasn't wearing that. Yeah, he was a captain. Yeah, Niedermeyer was sweet. So it. Yeah, um, he was sick. Niedermeyer was I, awesome. I, a, any number works for me. Any jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so long if if you you could right?
1: What if you could have chosen? Wow. Oh. Actually, no. I like I like, 20's I like awesome. twenty for Detroit. Great. I like twenty. Oh my god! Yeah. I was hoping you were going to say yeah. that because twenty's awesome. Yeah. That's Barry that like, had it and then, Barry yeah, Sanders of the good. Red Wings type of thing. You know what I mean? Like that's well,
2: it. <laughs> I want to go that far. I don't think this body's running through <laughs> hey, too many people. But... Jamie doesn't
1: know you had him for a second. Yeah, Jamie you doesn't told know. Me anything, you could have told him you were the Barry. San- <laughs> like your yeah. game was the Barry Sanders of the Red Wings, and he would have just accepted that. You would have known that for the- maybe some other people watching the show would have thought that you would have had me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> A little fish, I at you. <laughs> no, but I will never forget that number. Now, actually, because like his yeah. twenty is like. You know, as far as Detroit Lions, that's, like, sacrosanct. Yeah.
2: You know what's oh cool is, Heartless that Jr., that I gave him a Drew Miller 20 jersey, and he's going to wear it for encores. Yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah, uh, he does. He usually wear,
0: throws a Wings jersey on yeah, for his Yeah, so encores. now he's going to wear mine. Nice. For his encores, ah. yep, so. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, he said he was, like, he was in your closet trying on, like, playoff jerseys oh, yeah. and crap. Yeah, 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 yeah we yeah. had
2: fun there a couple of weeks ago. They were over. Drinking out of my mini Stanley Cup replica. <laughs> yeah. my Stanley Cup ring on. Oh, <laughs> nice.
0: Damn, nice. Yeah, that was fun. So, uh, KIG, right? Yeah. People want to get a hold of you about insurance. If they're like, oh, hell, I need some insurance. Why not talk to this guy? Yeah. yeah. Check,
2: check us out. GetKIG.com. So, okay. G-E-T-K-I-G.com. And, uh, right. yeah. We'll I'm put it down. There. In the, You'll we'll find put my it... email and office number and all that. So, it's uh,
0: cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it down in the comments. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, no, it
2: was a blast. Yeah, it was I, fun, uh, man. It was cool. I love uh having a modello hanging out yeah. with you guys. <laughs> guys I little... had to
1: make a pit stop in the middle of the show. <laughs> yeah. You guys while I was gone, you guys handled it well. You guys were like <laughs> keeping the show going while I was getting making a quick drink. You it's know, like, like oh crap, the dude with the information is leaving. We're <laughs> no. <through>. You guys, yeah, <laughs> you guys had it good. You oh, had yeah. it fun. You handled good. it without me. We got it's you. Fine. We're good. Yeah. yeah. We're all right. Well, Because Nor- normally Jamie would have to be handling it by himself in the yeah. show. He'd just be like, Yeah, we're oh, going to tell him, like, Jamie, delay the delay. Delay yeah. while I'm going to make another drink real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys handle it. You know, Jay, he was glad to have you after that.
0: But uh, we're going to wrap it up because, uh, you know, more podcasts to do. We'll keep you here all sure. night, but, uh, you know, that was awesome.
2: Thank I, you. I had, I had a blast being yeah, on Yeah, we want to uh, bring you
1: back. You want to, you know, we, anytime. You want to bring us out to your thing. Open door. Now you know where concourse. we live. Let's, yeah, let's cross. You know, you say like the. You know, cross-reference or whatever. What's the word? The um...
2: cross-pollination.
1: No, damn it! <laughs> damn, screwed yeah, up. Yeah, so
2: we have the the
1: where are people like immediate g- networking. Networking, ah, you yeah, fair play. Yeah, so we're networking. There you so you want us? So you want to come back? We want to, we want to bring you back anytime. We you should have you on. We, we
2: have we bring people on.
0: Um, at intermission, and we do cool segments. Uh, bring me
1: on any time. So bring bring me on talk that, about it's about that book this. Is amazing. Yeah, I yeah, uh, talk about uh, ratings, that's what I like
0: um, about the new arena. It's like it, it's a real respect for a lot of the old, and there's yeah. a lot of the old signage and a lot, sure. just a lot of vintage stuff. I, I just I love going through, that. even more so than the Joe. I think. The new the new arena, I think, really pays tribute to the things that have come before. For sure, yeah. Um, I and I and
1: I may be the only one in Detroit that do. I have a I have a story. This has nothing to do with 1935, but the story of how Mike Illich bought the Detroit Red Wings, and it's a story that may have it's never been written about. It's very few been talked about. It is a it's it's fascinating. And I heard it from the from the inside source of how it actually happened. Uh oh. But I mean, it's right there. It's a teaser. Yeah. That's it. There it's called go. a teaser. You got to come back and hear that. Do I you know that, you that story? I'm going to tell you when the show's over. Do you know ah, the story? I don't. Fair play. All right. Well, see, yeah. I might tell Drew after the story's over. Right. I'm cool with him now. He's my, right, he's cool. my friend. Yeah. So, All right. Cool. That'll back, do it for us. We'll be, be back. Uh, yeah. We'll
0: be back next week with more Detroit City of Champions.